Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey, what's up, creators? This is John, and you have once again located the Sketch Magazine podcast. I am here, as always, with my friends Bill Nichols, who is the editor of Sketch Magazine, and Bob Hickey, who is the publisher of Sketch Magazine. And tonight, we are going to talk about a rare occurrence in our lives. We were all actually at the same convention at the same time. Didn't get to hang out very much, but we were all <laughs> actually at the same convention at the same time. But before we get into that, how you doing tonight, guys? Doing okay, John. Just sweating up a storm here and a heat wave. <laughs> I know. It's crazy hot here in Kentucky right now. I don't know what the heck's going on. It is. It's all how, over. How are you, Bob? Doing good, John. Doing well. So, uh, we were all at the Derby City Con yeah. this past mm-hmm. weekend. Um Fairly good con by all accounts, but let's uh, get your uh, let's get each of your opinions. Who wants to go first? Well, I'll go first. Uh, I had a great time uh, from start to finish. I had uh, basically an awesome time so much that I blogged it. And thank you, John. I'm assuming you linked it yep. on Comic Related. Oh, actually, I can't take credit for that. Else must have done that one. Oh. Well, I, okay. Well, you could have just taken the credit anyway. Yeah, I could have, but it wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I saw a lot of people that I knew. Got to meet some people that I knew online. Um, I met, I probably, I think, I, County Paul, who is one of the guys uh, working the show with Eric. Uh, three or four guys who used to come in my comic book store, like, well, not even counting you, John what, 20 years ago, and at least one of them I hadn't seen in 20 years, so a little bit of everything, I mean, I didn't get away from the table a whole lot, so I didn't get to, you know, explore or buy anything, but um, I saw some guys that followed Comics Mentor uh, that seemed, you know, glad to see me, like Stephen Doty, thank you, Stephen, Uh, we did a panel I did a panel with Yuko Smith, Bruce Hughes, who does uh, Clobber Vance, a webcomic, and got a couple of the guys from the uh, Louisville Cartoonist Society. And, uh, I mean, you, you don't really know how these things are going or if you're following the, the thread that people have come to see you. You know, if, if you're following the thread of the conversation that they want to uh, – that they're there for. You don't know if they're, you're touching on anything, but several people came around the table afterwards and uh, either showed me their stuff or talked a little bit. And my friend Dave said that um, at some point, he said, that's the most I've ever heard you talk. <laughs> and then I said, well, now you know the secret. And that's what John and Bob do. <laughs> when they want Bill to talk most of the podcast, they get it on you know, about inking or encouragement or you know that that stuff so 
it was good. So. Good. Good. Um, how was it attended? How was how was the? Uh... Uh, apparently, according to Paul, he didn't know that it was it would it would be that well you know that good a turnout. It was it was a great big room, but I'd say there's maybe thirty forty people. That's pretty darn good for a show that size, man. So. Yeah, that's so, really good for yeah, a panel. Yeah, they're, they're, the somewhere in there, somebody was bringing extra chairs in. So. Cool. So cool. yeah. Yeah. Um, for people who weren't there, what was your panel about? Can you kind of give a Reader's Digest version of what you all talked about? Yeah, it was, it was about um, self-publishing and, and creating comics and uh, sort of about staying on track a little bit. Some of the things that we talk about on, on the podcast and stuff, too. So I already had a you know, leg up on the <laughs> other guys. But some of it was about nuts and bolts, technical stuff, and it kind of depended on who was talking at that point, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I, of course, talked about the stuff we talk about here and on Comics Mentor and, um, I, you know, like I said, you don't know if you're talking about something that's, that's going to touch somebody or it's something they want to hear, but yeah, I, several people came by, so I had flyers and several, I, I saw several, you know, taking the flyers and stuff, so. Cool. Hopefully they'll check out the website and stuff. Yeah. Good. Uh, um, let me put it out there to anyone listening. If you uh, were at the con and you captured either audio or video of uh, the panel, let us know. We'd love to uh, run that. Oh, yeah. On on uh, both the sketch site. Uh, I'm sure Bill will run it on Comics Mentor. And we'll run it on Comic Related as well. So, yeah, uh, I didn't see anybody recording, but, you know, I... I emailed Eric and Paul both after the show or um, the next day after I'd blogged about it. Well, I told him the good job that night and the next day I linked them to the uh, Comics Mentor post, the yeah. recap, and um, Eric followed up a couple more uh, comments and um, just, you know, thanking me for, you know, for and it's like, I, I mean, yeah, I do know a lot of people and yeah, I helped get some email people going, but um, you know that, that's just part of it. And I, I was glad to help, and I, I, I told them to sign me up for next year because I'll be there. That was that was how much I enjoyed it. Cool, John. How'd comic related do down there? Um, we did great. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, and people can also go listen to the uh, the quote unquote roadshow podcast this time because we weren't actually on the road anywhere, but uh, to hear a lot of this, but um, we had a great time. I mean, the table was pretty packed the entire weekend. Um, people coming by a lot of people who hadn't heard about the website, but uh, were very interested. Um, actually, that was a, a thing I really noticed about this crowd. Uh, you, a lot of times you'll get people who will, uh, come by, look at the table. Uh, you ask them if they know about the website. Uh, they'll either not acknowledge what you said or they'll uh, say no and walk off or whatever. People genuinely stood around and listened to what we had to say mm -hmm. about the website. They picked up business cards or checklist cards for the uh, trading card set. Uh, we actually sold quite a few of the trading card sets. Great. 
uh, this weekend, you know, and uh, our show isn't necessarily, uh, you know, motivated by sales. Right. Uh, we, our show is kind of, it's more about the number of people we interact with. And uh, we interacted with a great number of people. Uh, got to have a few more extended conversations with some people. Uh, quite a few creators came by, uh, you know, outside our normal uh, group of friends, you know, our, our outer circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Quite a few other people came by and uh, we're talking about the website. Um, had a gentleman from Louisville.com, uh, who is, which is an online newspaper in Louisville. And, uh, we had an extended conversation and, uh, he, uh, insinuated that he would get in touch with either Chuck or I for a longer interview about not only the website, but, uh, about comics in general. So kind of looking forward to that well comic related you're there sort of twofold right you're there to introduce comic related to to people and then also access to creators who like you said may not know you guys or advancing relationships that you already had with creators and stuff right it's sort of twofold for you guys to do a show i know you do less con interviews and stuff like that just because they take up a lot of time and and they take away from the those other two things. Um, usually, if there's a huge costume show, you'll shoot photos and stuff, which are always cool. The big uh, yeah. photo. Yeah, and we did get a lot of those. Though I think we're in our fourth gallery right now um, on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, I can thank my wife, actually, for the majority um, of those. I was pretty much attached to the table the entire time your wife took a photo of me is that gonna be posted or not i threatened her not uh, to post that photo uh, honestly huh? uh she just took the photos all right and the camera was given to chuck okay so, i threatened chuck also so well uh you yeah, know, I know. Uh, we'll see how uh yeah. we'll see how well you're we'll, we'll see how, how good out. buddies we are huh um i guess so <laughs> I, I tell you as far as um the, we were all we were on one line here, and we had right. you guys and another podcast and Blue Line myself, and then Darren and then Kamikaze. Um, mm-hmm. Blue Line had its best one day show for a show that size ever. That's that showed fantastic. me one. There's a lot of creative people there, a lot of people starving to get into this down there, and I mean he did very very well. So, and he had two tables. He spread out nice. You know, it was great. I had my best show for Clay'sway ever. That's including wow. three days in Charlotte. I blew away three yeah. days in Charlotte and one day in Louisville. Okay. And then um, Darren says it was one of his best comic shows he had done for them. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it, it was sort of funny because... Katie did chart with me for three days, and then she did this show, and she goes, people really want to talk to you down here. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, well, I don't know. It's just like they want to talk. I says, well, hon, you're in Kentucky. I said, uh, you go to Charlotte, and people are a little bit standoffish and don't really approach you. You can bring them in. You go to Chicago, you run into that a little bit more, New York. Um, uh, and they're sort of jaded. They've done the com- comic convention stuff for years and years and years. We're in Louisville. They're dying for a comic show. They're up there talking to everybody. I tell you, 
You give them free trading cards, and you're best friends forever, man, down there. It was great. They're very oh, appreciative. Yeah. Um, they talked. They listened. They shared stories. And that's the cool thing about Clayway is that we share stories with teachers and educators and mothers and fathers about kids. And I'm, I, I got the table where the girlfriend hangs out where the guy who's in the comics walks around, you know, because they're telling me about their children or grandchildren or whatever, you know. So it's really cool, really nice. But we almost sold out of comics. We sold a ton of buttons. But one thing, and I pat my wife on the back for this. She says, look, on the way home, since I got ditched on eating down in Louisville by a few people. Um, hmm, I wonder who would do that. <laughs> um, we got John and Bill. What, me? Um, we got talking about the show, and she remarked how, how friendly everybody was and everything. And, you know, I told her, well, it's the first time we had a show. They're really, they're really wanting, you know, a piece of it and everything. And she goes, did you notice what we sold? Because we got telling, I got talking to her about how my mini prints didn't sell. We didn't sell one mini print, but they were up on the wall behind us. I right. said, in Chicago, I sold several of those. And she goes, you sold comics, which they could touch and look at. You sold buttons, which they could touch and look at. And you sold training cards, which they could touch and look at. The only print I really sold was a jam shot of the Clay's Way, which I love that little, I call it my Cartoon Network shot. And then I right. sold several of the other print that was the first time I brought it out this year. I hadn't taken it anywhere else. Um, but it was standing up. It wasn't in the portfolio. Sold hardly nothing out of the portfolios. So we were discussing how we're going to, the next show, bag and board everything so they could act in price, so they could pull out a print, a poster, and hand it to me and buy it. We think the handling, the touching feeling, they want that. Seeing it up on a wall isn't going to sell it. They, they yeah, want to pull it out and go, that's cool. Now it's in their hands. Oh, only $5? Sure. Boom, I'll buy that. So we're going to experiment with that with the next show. So every setup we do, we've modified more, modified more. And we're going to continue to modify to see what Max's, you know, does most sells. I think uh, unlike most of the places we go, uh, the people in Louisville don't have the don't have the knowledge, I guess, of you know flipping through a portfolio or. I guess realizing that's what's up on the wall because there hasn't been a comic show in Louisville in a good 20 years. Yeah. Well, I tell you that convention center was awesome. Yeah. I'm, I was mm-hmm. little downtown uh, convention center. It was awesome. I really don't know how big it was. I don't think it's very big. Is it? No, it's not. It's well, it's, um, was there a whole lot more than the hall we had? Oh yeah. There was a lot more is than it? the hall okay. we had. It's, it's yeah, it's a medium size. I mean, it takes up, you know, uh, that entire three blocks okay. there. You know, it's, right. It's, but um, I would equate it maybe to like uh, mid-Ohio yeah. or something like yeah. that, ultimately. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but the, the, really, uh, the really interesting thing is this being a first-year show is just the fact that he got a convention center. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, that he was able to get a convention center rather than some smaller venue, which is usually what happens with a lot of first-year shows. Right, right. And um, uh, who, just the uh, number of people that were helping, the number of people. 
from the convention center that were helping. Um, I was really surprised. Yeah, I was too. Um, who, who's gentleman put it on? What's his name? Eric Bannister. I have yeah. one complaint, and I think we mentioned this last week, and it did exactly what I was afraid it was going to do, and that was the auction during the show. When you do an auction during the show, you pull people away from the tables. You're loud. It makes it hard for you to communicate with somebody who's only three feet away because the speakers are so loud. It, yeah. It's just it, it it really killed the show from that point on. Well, I was thinking so, though that he did the show. Uh, he did the auction on the show floor yeah. rather than in another room. Well. Even um, then, that really pulls people out if you do another room. Uh, I would do an yeah. auction. I would start an auction maybe half hour before the show's ended because that way you get people to flow into it. Well, into yeah, another room not, outside of the hall. Because we're right. slowing down at that point anyway. But it's a one-day show. We're slowing yeah. down. We're going to start packing up a little bit. You know, So within a half because we were dead a good hour or so before the show was done. But that's normal. A one-day yeah. show, everybody says, hey, let's go to the spaghetti factory around the corner or the steak place up the road or whatever. You know, they're thinking supper time because yeah. it's Saturday and everything. So, But that, I think the auction would have done better. And it, would, it wouldn't have taken away from the show. And I, I've seen mm-hmm. this at other shows. He's not the first one to do it. And I've seen other shows right. move it. Mid-OhioCon used to do a little bit of that. He moved it to an evening event. And he got people to come into the evening event that way. Oh yeah, so, that's true. Yes, he did. He did. So I, I think it really. I forgot I that. I would think it would um, be smart to move that to an evening thing, and not take your customers away from the people who bought tables from you. Right. You know. Um. So that was the only suggestion I have. He ran a great show. The loading dock sucked, but that's just par for the force. You know. Everybody got yeah. in, everybody got out. Um, truthfully, they should have had somebody out there parking some people. You're going to run into that. I mean, we got in, we got lucky. Um, we got unloaded. Katie took it and parked it, you know, while I set up, helped Mike set up. So, um, you know, that stuff you're going to run into. Unloading or loading it back up in the evening, they allowed us to pull up on the sidewalk. They said that's why the sidewalks are that way. Pulled up there, took it out that side door, boom, we were loaded in 15 minutes, ready to roll. So I, I can't, no complaints. Location, where we were, wonderful. Wonderful. I, I think, I don't, I really don't think there was a dead spot in that show. It was a good, I, I can't even say it's a small show. It's a good, smaller, medium show. Yeah, I'd have to say it was a uh-huh. medium sized show. And, and, and the people were um, great. The people came oh, in yeah. was great. You know, I look yeah, I had to it. I had people come up by that were it was the last hour and they were so I just got here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think he could definitely run a six o'clock show, and he could start oh, a yeah. six o'clock auction, and run it till seven or seven thirty. People still got there in time to go grab something to eat. Oh yeah, people huh? were excited to be just to be there. I mean, not even you know necessarily to do anything. Yep. But just to be there. Yep, I agree. So I like to see more. Yeah, I like to see more local stuff. Like yeah, in, me too. I mean, I used to go to RiverCon and stuff, but it wasn't—it was right. more science fiction. It's a little bit of comics, but uh, yeah, if, if somebody out there does a local show, invite us. 
Uh, hopefully yeah, Eric puts this one back on because he showed me he can put together a professional show. Oh, um, he's already planning. So it's already you know, going to happen. I, I, I just planning. would really suggest, and I would suggest you guys. You guys are a little closer to them than me because I sort of came yeah. in through the door with Blue Line. He worked with Blue Line and some printing and stuff. So, um, mm -hmm. but I would really suggest moving that auction because even Darren come out, committed that he was trying to talk to customers and it, three yeah. feet away you couldn't hear them, and it really does draw people away from it. And you don't want to do that in the middle of a show that you've had people pay to come set up. So, but, you know, uh, yeah, Don G is one of our local, uh, news anchors and yeah, she definitely has that TV voice, mm -hmm. you know, she definitely booms booming out, voice, so. but yeah. you know, another room or another location or even out in the hallway, if they'll let them, let them do it, you know, out in the lobby. Um, right. Yeah. Considering it's a benefit auction. So you wouldn't have to pay for additional space for it. But, um, yeah, thumbs up, man. That was a great, great first show. Um, location was wonderful. If you, you know anybody listening here can attend it next year. It's Derby City Con. Um, I highly suggest it. Um, wait a minute, let me take that back. I don't want too many people doing it because I want my table back. <laughs> I'm joking. True. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm gonna go ahead and pay him for mine. Um, but yeah, it was a great show. Um, let's see. Moving on. Um, considering this is episode 52, wrapping up our first year, um, yep. we got some Q and A, right, Bill? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, we want to do, want to cover a little bit of that. Yeah, let me back up to it. Okay. Uh, one of our, I, I keep mentioning the, um, our thread on the comic related forum, which is community at comic related, and each podcast has its own thread right so to speak so uh one of the things comments was from kitty treats who has commented before and uh she had a question or a couple of questions one of them was something we've addressed in a past podcast and i'll find out which one it is and um you know and pass it along but back when antonio was talking about working all day and then uh, working down in the boiler room and uh, doing all that, he's wondering, you know, if anybody else ever does that. And let me raise my hand. I was inking yeah, last night from fine. nine until midnight. So right. Yeah. So I mean, but it, but when you're doing it, when you're in the moment, you don't. It it feels like you're doing it alone. And again, you're you have no idea that maybe in, on the same street or the same block, the same neighborhood, there might be another artist doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. So, that and that's one of the things about, you know, local comic shops and, and things like Derby City is that people get to see. I saw, like I said, I saw people I hadn't seen in years that live in Louisville, uh, either from the comic book store that I used to have or, and they're growing up and they have their own kids and stuff, to a guy that worked with me at the video store. Mm -hmm. um, so, it's like, wow. It's just... It, just like Paul, Paul Brown, who helped Eric put this on, Paul was one of my customers, and he moderated the the panel, and it went really well. So, but like I said, I think, and I may have mentioned in the panel too, that you don't know what other people are going through, and they may be going through the same things, and that's part of the message too. Again, about 
comics mentor and um you know people writing me about this that and, and everything you can ask me that stuff but um until you connect with other people and again that's a plug for the comic related forum if you plug into a community you have more of a sense of what other people are going through and whether it's fitting creating comics around their schedule and their life and wife and kids and or husband and kids or boyfriend girlfriend whatever it may be everybody goes through something so but it helps to know that you're not alone because uh, that can be awful, awful lonely. Yep. But if you know that other people are going through the same experience or working it in, that gives you sort of a sense of, I can do it too. And then it, it, it stops being or helps to stop being such a, uh, a, a chore in a way. It becomes a labor of love, and it, it, it changes your mindset, and that's really what you want to do. So that was the first one, and like I said, I'll find out, and I'll answer on the, the forum. So anybody who's listening to podcasts can go to the forums and look it up. And the second one was about lettering, and she says, I'm still experimenting with lettering my comics the traditional way. Currently, I hand write and ink the letters using a names guide, which I used to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I may go digital, though. I grade, upgraded my computer so it can handle large files. I like the idea of digital because the letters look clean. I would also have more room to mess up without ruining the paper. Right. However, I noticed in interviews of artists, they uh, create their own fonts. What options are there out there uh, with making your own digital font? And have you ever met met someone that letters digitally with a stylus instead of using the fonts? I no, no, I haven't met anybody who uses a stylus. Um to me, it's, I mean, it's better than hand lettering, but still, it's a lot of labor considering um, the softwares and stuff that's out there. Um, and I don't know, I mean, there is some that creates their own fonts, but usually they purchase a font either from Whizbang or, uh, you know, the couple. there's a couple other comic font manufacturers that you can check out. And uh, look at, they have tons and tons and tons of fonts. But if you like your hand lettering, there is a couple softwares out there where you can hand enter your fonts, scan them into this, and they'll create fonts with you. One's called Font Lab. I've never used it, but I know it's out there. I know some friends who's used it. And, you know, with these, it adds the kerning and the spacing and everything to it. And then there's Fontographer, which I have used a little years ago. I see they have a more current version. Um, John, it looks like they have a free download version and they have a purchase version. So that might oh, be wow. something okay. that we could do videos on. You know, we're talking about the yeah, how-to videos so. and do it on the free version and then, you know, just to throw that out there for people. Um, yeah, because I'd like to learn that. I'd like to learn how to do that anyway. So yeah, it might be some Fontographer? Fontographer, yes. Um, okay, years I ago, I played around with it. Um, and then there is, I did, this, I did do a little research, guys. Um, yeah, there's some cool YouTube videos and stuff out there for creating your own fonts. That would be what you search for free. Create your own fonts for free. So we always try to hand it to you. Um, there's, there's, and just odd, I, I search design your own fonts. Um, there's a pretty good tutorial out there from, um, how, uh, see, what was the one? It was, uh, how to magazine. Um, there's one font squirrel designing your own fonts. 
uh, making your own handwriting font. So there's several good articles when I was out here looking around out here for making your own fonts. Um, there's some templates. There's a lot of stuff. So it's out there. Do a little bit of research. You know, share with us online um, along, you know, on the community with this podcast. Um, what am I thinking of? Uh, on the community, you list every podcast so they can make comments about it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, if you find out something we're missing, you know, post it. Let's share it with everybody. We'll come back to it. Check it out. Um, but that's just a few things. Um, I have a blue line font that we're going to give away on a certain on the back end of Sketch Magazine we're working on. Um, we have several fonts, actually, a Tim Harkins font and a couple of different ones that we've had created over the years. So, um, but so I've had fonts made. Um, believe it or not, right now I'm using one of the oldest fonts, Whizbang, for Clay'sway. It's just convenient. I like to look. It feels good for Clay'sway, and uh, that's what I'm using for Clay'sway. It's real clean and digitally, it reproduces really clean on the screen. So um, there is fonts out there. Go check them out. They're not hard. I would do fonts and before I would do hand lettering on a stylus just because do you want to spend your time doing lettering or do you want to spend your time creating comics? It's easier to change if all you got to do is backspace and save everything in layers or, or in, in different sections. You know, I letter in Corel, export it, import it in Photoshop, lay it over. If I got to make a type change, I just open up my curl file, make type change, re-export, drop it right back over in layers. It's easy. I'll show you how to do that. I'll do a video on how I letter. A lot of people use Illustrator. Illustrator is a lot like CorelDRAW. Um, so we'll find somebody who uses Illustrator and let them do it also. But it's not hard to letter your comic page. So definitely I would go with the font end. Though. So uh, there's your letter of the day. Um, we were we were going to discuss why are we doing this, but I know Bill is melting up there and doing this. I'm at this <laughs> podcast. Um, maybe we can just tackle next week on what we want to do for the next year. Might be a better subject next week. Yep. Maybe it'll cool down a little bit. Um, John, do you have up what's been on the blog in the past week? Um, the sketch blog. Yeah. yeah. Hang on just sketch, a sec. I can... Sketch blog at comicrelated.com. Go to comicrelated.com. Click on sketch. Across the menu there, boom. John posts daily a new video or uh-huh. interview or something to do with the comics. He's been doing this for years now, so go check it out. You can also make a comment underneath. You know, pat John on the back for taking the time to do it. So, um, I really enjoy some of the interviews and stuff that you dig up. So, oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Uh, Actually, everything this week, I have to credit to Jackie Hernandez, <laughs> the um, artist on artist on Clay's Way and uh, the artist for the Ringtail Cafe books. Uh, she really came through with a lot of videos that she likes again. So, um, And it's a rather eclectic mix. And I'm noticing that apparently one of my videos is pushing everything aside, but I'll fix that later. Okay, so uh, we have quite a few things. Uh, Three-point perspective techniques is one of them. It's not something that you'll use a lot, but it is something very cool and um, important to know how to do it, just in case you have that one time where three-point perspective will really knock your picture out of the park. So definitely check that out. Uh, Coloring with a Copic marker. um, 
this one is technically a, a craft coloring video, uh, but I do say that inspiration comes from many places, and you'd be surprised how often uh, things that are for crafts or fabric or scrapbooking or whatever actually work out for you for your comics. Sure, a technique or Idea. something like so, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, techniques are kind of universal, so, uh, you know, definitely check that out and don't be a snob if, uh, you know, it's it's not necessarily a comics video because, uh, you know, you never know where stuff comes from. Um, the one after that is coloring a cover with very basic colors. Some people, I think, tend to get a little crazy with their coloring, um, you know, there's a, there's realism or trying to make something look realistic and then there's just overdoing it. So uh, this one is very basic uh, CMYK colors. So uh, and he mentions why he uses CMYK on this. So uh, check that one out. It's it's a pretty cool video. Um, speaking of basics, the one on cartooning basics. Uh, it's actually a couple of videos, uh, all very short, on why you do things like using blue pencil, the supplies you use to create comic strips, how to sketch out your ideas, and how to create a panel. Um, after that, or um, before that, depending on your perspective, there is one with uh, artist Wes Craig. Uh, it's not a name that might leap out at you right away, but he... Uh, has been doing a lot of work for DC and Marvel. So uh, he talks about comics and how he got in. And, ah, I found the bad video. And the uh, the video, uh, he shows us around his office. So, and that's the one that's popping the thing out the side. So we'll fix that later. Uh, then um, the Sakura company, uh, who uh, Microns. makes the... Microns, thank you. I was losing the word there for a minute. They make the Micron pins very popular amongst us people that use yep. pins. And uh, they've started doing videos about their product. Awesome. And I'm very happy for that uh, because this is actually a very cool inking tutorial using a Micron pin set. So definitely check that out, especially if you're into inking at all. Uh Beyond that, we have an anime coloring style, uh, anime being, still being, even after all this time, an extremely popular sort of thing. Uh, then I've got two that are a Top Cow Studio Tour, and actually, I think that brings us up to date. Yes. Bill, what's going on in the community? I know we answered a question, and what's going on at Comic Mentor? Uh, community, people are talking about... Um... Some are talking about San Diego, and some are talking about you know the movies, the blockbusters that are coming out, like Captain America. Mm -hmm. um, there's still some art being posted and everything. And over on Comics Mentor, of course, I recapped um, Derby City, and I also continually update my Kickstarter. Yes. So that's, by and large, right now, most of it, because I'm making some of the prints and stuff like that. Okay. Which I am getting cool stuff in the mail. So cool. Um, let everybody know. Bill's doing a Kickstarter. It's an Ursula sketchbook. He's almost halfway there. He's only got two more weeks. So if you listen to this podcast, I'm going to challenge you to go out and contribute something. 
we do, you know, he's done this podcast. You got it. We've learned tons of information from Bill over the past year. So you're this one, this podcast. So, you know, go out there, go to Kickstarter and uh, look up Ursula. Bill has a link on Comic Mentor, I'm sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, just pledge a little if you can. Enough people pledges a little, he'll reach his quota. He's got two more weeks. If he doesn't reach quota, he gets nothing. He has to start all over. Um, so, you know, let's get out there. Let's pledge. And see what we can do for Bill. Give him a helping hand. I love. I can't wait to see this Ursula sketchbook. Yeah, there's some cool stuff. So, and Bill didn't ask for that plug. I I wanted to. I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of artists in there, and uh, he, he's you know let's get out there and do it. So um, myself, I've been working on a few projects, mostly um, something that I hope to announce in the next week or two for Sketch back in. It's called Backstage Pass. Um, as it's developed, I will let you guys know more about it. But we're in the process of putting together everything that's going to take to build it. So, um, yeah, I got to hear about some of the art today. I'm excited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looks pretty cool. So, all right, John, how can they reach you? Uh, you can reach me at john at sketchmagazine.net. Failing that, john at comicrelated.com. Cool. Bill, how can I reach you? Uh, they can write me directly at comicsmentor at gmail.com or, you know, swing by the comic-related forum and, you know, I'm all over the place there. Right. Um, you can reach reach all three of us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. It goes out to all three of us. Um, it's probably one of the best ways to reach us because it comes right into the, the Sketch Magazine arena. So, all right, guys, appreciate it. It's been a good one. Thanks for the last year. Yep. Yep. Let's do it again another Definitely. year. This has been fun. All right. If we have if to. If we have to. I, I really enjoy these talks. I know Bill's, no, me too. Bill's dying up there because it's so hot up in the studio right now. But these, these chats get me pumped, um, you know, creatively and thinking. And, and, of course, with Sketch, I think about how can we share more. And really because of this free podcast, and that's a free podcast, we want you know, we don't charge anybody anything for it. There's no charging for the old ones. And there's some podcasts out there that do that. You can go you can go listen to all 52 of these now at any point in time. I, find, I want to find out how I can contribute more to the art of comics, you know. And that's something we're working on. So uh, really looking forward to keep this going. So, all right. Take care, guys. Thanks. See you later.